Action Park Media. everyone if you are in the need for some inspiration some positivity a really authentic business story from going out trying something pushing making it work <laughs> uh and all that delicious stuff then you want to listen to this chat with denise lee not only that she has what is quite possibly my very favorite brain that i have ever interviewed so without further ado this is pretty depressed with denise I'm joined by the amazing Denise. Now, I pronounce it Alala. Is that correct? That's correct. Boom. Into it. Um, <laughs> and you are just an absolute powerhouse. You make sophisticated, high-quality, inclusive activewear. And in my research and learning about you, I'm just, I've got such a long list of things I want to tap into. So welcome and thank you. Thanks for having me. So excited to chat. Yeah, beautiful. I guess the first place to start for me would be, you know, why and how or why, I guess, why this move into inclusive um, activewear, body positivity? Did you come from a bad personal experience or did you just, your entrepreneur brain, just see a gap? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was something that um, we wanted to do for a long time when we started Alala. I think a lot of people like don't realize that it takes, you know, quite a bit of like, financial commitment and a time commitment to really develop something that is meaningful and makes sense for our customer. So, you know, Alala is about nine years old and, and we've always had this dream of, of wanting to go inclusive uh, in our sizing, but really took us, you know, a few years to get there. And when we decided to, that we wanted to do it, I think, you know, we also wanted to bear, be very thoughtful and conscious about the way we went about it. So, you know, we talked to a lot of people who, you know, might not be included in a traditional sizing of activewear right now and, and really tried to understand, you know, what their struggles were, what their concerns were and what they were seeing out in the market. Um, personally, for me, you know, I am not a plus size person, but I think I've always struggled with my body as well. And, you know, just feeling like, oh, like you're always just showing or I'm always just seeing these very thin girls like who that have perfect bodies look like they exercise like every day, you know, and like, I just look like a normal person. So I think the idea of inclusivity, you know, doesn't just apply to plus sizing, right? It includes everybody. And I feel like there's still so many of us that feel like we don't belong or feel like we're not, we're not seeing ourselves in what's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, the idea of inclusivity for us, Yes, it includes like having plus sizes, but it also includes kind of like showing the breadth and beauty of so many different people. Hmm. Uh, the the journey into this industry, I mean, uh, from my research, you started, your family started in Singapore, is that correct? And then kind of moved yep. to New York. Had you always wanted to dabble in this arena or did you, or was it more just the idea of sort of running a business? Like what was the the catch for you? Yeah. So, uh, my parents actually, you know, they had a clothing manufacturing business. Awesome. So naturally I feel like part of it has been this. Um, but you know, for me, I, I love fashion. I grew up with a mom who was very into fashion and art. Um, uh, my dad was more on the business side of manufacturing. So I feel like it was a very natural kind of place for me to be interested in. 
Um, but you know, I always grew up wanting to be an entrepreneur. My parents were entrepreneurs and I was always just like, what's my big idea. Right. I feel like a lot of us like go out and say, Oh, I want to do something, but what's my idea. What's my idea. And it really came through, I think like a series of experiences that I had in my career and my personal life that led me to like seeing the opportunity in the activewear and athleisure space. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I came to it in the end. Were you uh, good at taking advice from both your parents? I imagine a mother is <laughs> a fashion and art and a dad. Yes, I'm sure they've got many a thing to say. That doesn't always mean we listen to them. <laughs> you know what? I I think I took their advice a lot. And honestly, there are parts of my journey where I wish I had listened to myself more versus yeah. like, you know, just being like, oh, like, you know, my parents or people who are older than me or more experienced than me, like they know better than I do. Mm. And I always ha- I always leaned on that, like, oh, I should listen to them because they probably know more than I do. And in a way, now that I'm a little bit older and I look back at it, I'm like, you know, I had this feeling that that wasn't quite the right thing. And it turned out it wasn't. And I shouldn't have listened to them. I should have just listened to me. So I do have moments where I'm like, oh, I'm glad I listened to them. But I have moments where I'm also like, I wish I listened more to myself. I kind of want to dive in on that because I'm going through that at the moment. I'm uh, writing, I'm an actress and I'm sort of writing an idea. And when I talk to it and people give me their ideas, you know, say just an example, like maybe they were like, maybe it should be set in space. I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's a great idea. It's like, I don't have, yeah, it's like I almost imposter syndrome that I feel like I need to take on everybody's feedback. Is that yeah. sort of similar to how you felt a little bit. You're like, oh, definitely, definitely. Especially when you're starting, right? You're like, I don't know. Like, I don't have an answer. So what is the answer? And I think like, I've realized that sometimes when something just feels right or not right to you and your gut, like we need to kind of train ourselves to listen to that a little bit more. Right. And yes, maybe that person is very well-meaning and in the advice they're telling you, oh, to set it in space or to set it here, set it there. But like, if it doesn't feel right to you, maybe that's not the advice you want to take, you know? And I think that filter sometimes is not very strong because we have our imposter syndrome or we just feel like we don't know enough ourselves. But I do think that it is something that we need to like cult- cultivate and develop for ourselves because it's so important. And the older I get and the more experience I get, the more I rely on that kind of instinct and gut to, to tell me where to go. Because at the end of the day, like, who has the right answer? Like, we, I don't know. (laughs) Do you know? I don't know. I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever struggle with, um, (laughs) you're very successful, so maybe you can just help me with this if you haven't experienced it. But uh, a lot of my listeners, something we spoke about a couple of weeks ago was this idea. uh, I have a lot of like sort of uh, type A overachieving perfectionist uh, people who follow this podcast because that's sort of my tendency and and leaning towards people pleasing. And I find that if you were to assign me a task, I would do it so quick and delightful and early. And but when it comes to my own projects, I have this sort of resistance or I'm looking for anything else I don't because I seek so much external validation as a woman who's carving your path in this area were you really well disciplined from the get-go or did you kind of have to incorporate someone to hold you accountable to things ah that's a great question I still don't think I'm very disciplined 
but I'm very excited about my ideas. You know what I mean? And yes, you do need discipline. And I think part of um, building a business is learning also like what your strengths and weaknesses are, right? So I have people on my team who are a lot more like project management, like very good at deadlines, very good at the stuff because I'm not good at it. And I like to just go off and like do my thing and like get excited about stuff. And then, you know, I have some people on my team that are like, okay, well, when do you want to have this idea done? Okay, let's put it on the calendar. I'll make sure I'll remind you. So in a way, like it's not in my nature and I know it, I try, I'm trying my best to be more disciplined and, and to, you know, hold myself accountable. And I need that. But I also know that like, I have people on my team to kind of help me with that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's a big thing, like kind of understanding your strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, like, is it that you have a scheduling tool that you work with, or you have maybe a part-time assistant who helps you with project management? Like, just knowing what you're good and bad at, I think is a big step in kind of like crafting, you know, the world where you live and, and the stuff that you don't want to do. Mm, that's so good. Um, with kind of your journey in business, I know that you mentor mentor a lot of kind of women coming up, or I, I believe that's true. Is there any commonalities that you see for sort of female founders and starting? Is it is it what I can only project to imagine it is? A little bit of imposter syndrome, a little bit wanting to maintain femininity and having to execute some masculinity qualities. Like that's what I'm assuming that you probably help some of these women do breakthroughs. Is that correct? Or is there yeah. commonalities? I think there's a lot of perfectionism. Okay. And, you know, there's a lot of like, I don't want to make a decision because I don't want to make the wrong decision. Right. right? And it's like, I want to gather as much information as I can before I make a decision. But the reality is, like I said, like who has the answer? Like nobody really has the answer. And so, you know, I used to work for a billionaire and he always said, it's better to make like a quick, bad decision than a slow, good decision. And what he, yeah. So what he means by that really is that you got to keep moving. Right. And like, I think it's very easy for us to kind of sit here and be like, I don't have all the information I need to make a decision. And the reality is you never really do, Mm. but you can't, you can't let that stop you from moving forward. Mm. You know, I think a lot of us, we just get so scared. We're like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. So I'm not going to make one at all. And, you know, you're never really going to move your project. Yeah, Yeah. you're not really moving your dream forward if you do that. And so I think, you know, we all have to learn, I think, to be comfortable with making a mistake, but correcting it really quickly, you know, be like, oh, that didn't work. Like, let's forgive ourselves, move Mm -hmm. on, try again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I think that's a much better way to kind of move than just, you know, kind of sitting still and not making any decisions. Hmm. I mean, I have a lot of follow-up questions of what it's like to work <laughs> now, only because I've never uh, met one before. Uh, but was there any, was there a confidence though that you kind of took from that? And I guess surrounding yourself with, you know, also high achieving people, is that an advice tool that you kind of instill in people as well? Totally. I think, you know, we can all relate to like not feeling good about ourselves, not feeling like we're enough, not feeling like we're the one that 
deserves to have this, or we're the ones that can make this happen for ourselves. And in those moments, like I do have people like my old boss, who is a mentor of mine, like that I lean on, who somehow always like have this unwavering faith in me. Beautiful. Like my dad is the same. Like, you know, if I'm having a terrible day or having a terrible month uh, with the business, like you can have those people in life and you really should seek them out. The people who are going to be like telling you, you know, like Kim, you are amazing. I know you can do this. I believe in you so much. And there have been so many times in my entrepreneur journey where I'm like, I want to quit. (laughs) I don't know how to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. And like in those moments, like to have somebody look you in the eye that you love and who loves you, who says that they believe in you, like that could be the difference between, you know, you quitting and you keeping going. And so I think for all of us, entrepreneurship is a very lonely thing. I think we can all relate to that in some way. And to have those few people, maybe it's one, maybe it's a couple that who truly believe in you and it's not conditional upon like, you know, what's happening in your business. It's so important because I would have quit a long time ago mm-hmm. if I didn't have those people kind of like propping me up and really believing in me. So I think it's important for all of us to to seek out who those people are in our lives. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I family are very good at that. My silly brain sometimes is like, you don't know what you're talking about, but, they don't. <laughs> but it, it is, it is helpful. Um, I, I wonder in those moments that, um, say like sort of the lows, the troughs of this journey to which I'm sure there are a lot and amazing peaks as well. In hindsight, looking back at some of those seasons where you were probably full of self-doubt or wanted to quit, um, Is it partly because of a sense of overwhelm? Because I imagine running a business and having investors and things like that. Is it, is that the feeling like the sinking kind of can't see treading water can't, yeah. What is that feeling like? And then how, and what did you do um, to get out of it? Or what did you find helpful? Yeah. I think a lot of it with, you know, what I'm doing, it's so tied to like numbers, right? So like, okay, how much money did the business make today? Like, was it, more than what I thought was I was going to make, or is it less than what I thought I was going to make? You know, and, and it's so tied to like this number. And my happiness used to be so tied to that number. And mm-hmm. every day it would be like better or worse and better or worse. And so I think the first thing I did was really to like rem- try and remove yourself from like the ups and downs of like your business every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whether my business made a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars that day, like I shouldn't, it shouldn't really like affect how I feel like as much as it did, especially like the bad days. And so I think there's a lot of mindset work that comes with, you know, kind of going into this journey and giving yourself worth outside of your business. And I think that's something that's really difficult for a lot of us to do, right? Who are you if you're not a business owner, if you're not an actress, if you're not, you know, the director at your company, like who are you? Mm-hmm. And so trying to just understand like who I am without all that stuff, you know, I'm enough without all this stuff. Like it's a very difficult, it's a very simple thing, but a very difficult thing to do. <laughs> um, oh, I, 
I agree. I'm in that right? with acting. It's like if someone doesn't hire me or pay yeah. me for this month, am I an actor? And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, right? I tell people I am. So yeah, it's uh, I have a lot yeah. of identity attached to like you with what I do. So when it's not going well, it's like hard to feel jolly. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's a choice. But, yeah. And like, you know, like yeah. you can choose to be happy. You can choose to be grateful. Like we're here. We have our hands. We have our feet. Like we have air that we can breathe and a house to live in. Like, so I think like, I think also in those moments, like tapping into the gratitude that we have on the small things is a big one for me. Like on the days that we have like really shitty sales, like every sale that comes in, I'll like, look at, you know, Oh, who bought something? Kim bought something like, thank you, Kim. Thank you for buying something for me today. You know, <laughs> like, thank you so much. And I think like, trying to look that way instead of like always just looking at, Oh, like I only got 10 sales today or only got one sale today. Like that's kind of like what I try to do to like keep myself from getting like really, really low. Mm. I appreciate that. Um, I know that there will be a lot of people listening who have that idea that they didn't pursue that dream that they didn't go after. And there's so much information out there of why not to do something or what to be mindful of. Uh, as someone who has followed a dream and been successful, what's been the best part about it? Because I think it is important. Like, you know, we're not trees. We don't have roots. We can move around. We can change trajectory. And some of the most exciting and dynamic people that I've met have made big life pivots. So I kind of yeah. want to go against the grain and not shut that down and actually encourage people to be a bit bold, responsibly bold. I understand that's very bold for me, someone who doesn't have any children or anything to say. But um, yeah, I, I want women to like encourage them to in, invest in time and energy into side hustles. If if that was what they really wanted to do. Uh, so as someone who has done that and pursued that in life, what have been some of those highlights for you? I think it's all the unexpected things. Okay, you know? great. You're like, oh, like I got to meet this person because I'm doing Alala and I have my business. Like I would never have been able to talk to this person, meet this person, be friends with this person without this experience. And I feel like, you know, yes, there's a lot of things that, I didn't know when I started my business and maybe if I knew all those things, I probably wouldn't have started. <laughs> there are a lot of challenges along the way, but I think you're, you're so much more open to, you know, the beauty of the world, the beauty of the people around you. When you kind of put yourself out there and you're doing something you love and people can see that in you, you know? And so like, I know a lot of us probably feel like we're in a routine. We're kind of just like going through life and, for me, it's always really important to kind of tap into like what your soul wants and what makes you happy, you know, like it doesn't have to be a thing, doesn't, you know, but like for me, like I love sharing information with people. I love like when I read something really interesting and I tell other people about it, you know, like that, I love doing that. And so like pursuing that in, in the form of like mentorship or, you know, advising, like that brings me so much joy mm -hmm. and it's opened me up to meet people and have experiences that I would never have had before. And so, you know, I think finding that joy is so important and it is tough to kind of get out of your routine and have the energy to do something even, you know, even more like engage in your side hustle and stuff. But I think the amazing things that can come from it are, are you, you can't even imagine. And I feel like as women, 
like us having, you know, a community of entrepreneurs or a community of creatives and, and actresses and things like that. Like there's so much joy and like community and network network that comes from that. And I've been so surprised over the years of how kind and generous and encouraging and supportive, like my female community can be. Um, and I wouldn't ever have been able to tap into that in the same way if I didn't like pursue something I was really passionate about. That's so good. Yeah. I have a really solid female community. I haven't always, but yeah. I also had to be intentional with it too, which yeah, is definitely. And be my friend's biggest fan and supporter as well, which is so important, especially when people are pursuing something, um, or a dream that's scary, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. being a cheerleader, you know? Is yeah. Something. We need each other. We really, yeah. I, we really need each other. Totally. And it's so rewarding too, when you feel like you do achieve something or you, you know, and someone is like, yeah, that's also, it's like, it is such a ego boost, but also a, from the heart as well. And um, you, some of the verbiage you used uh, was, uh, beautiful to me, like what makes your soul happy and stuff. Do you have sort of a spiritual practice or some mental health practices to keep you engaged? Because I imagine as soon as you start work, um, a lot of people need things from you. And how do you sort of protect your space to make sure you are not um, doing what I do, which is I give all my energy away early in the day. And then I feel very uh, prone to burnout because I've given it all to everyone else. (laughs) I think for me, I've gone through so many phases, you know, um, what really helped, I think in my most difficult, most challenging times was having a coach, somebody who, um, I could, who was like one-on-one with me who understood kind of what my triggers were, what, you know, I would get very anxious about and give me like little techniques to overcome those. A coach for me also was asking me the questions that I was like almost too scared to ask myself. You know, like I'd be so afraid or like upset when we had a bad day of sales and she'll be like saying, you know, like she'll ask me, why are you so upset? And I'll say, oh, it's because like, you know, if we have like a hundred days of these terrible sales, like my business is going to fail, you know? And then she'll, she'll say, okay, so what if your business fails? Then what? And I'll be like, well, stop asking me. I'll be like, I'm gonna be like, I'll feel like a failure, and I'll be depressed for three months. And then she'll be like, okay, so after those three months, then what? And I'll be like, well, I guess I'll just start a new business or, or figure something out. And she's like, okay, so you know, like, let's talk this whole thing through. So she really helped me, like get through some of those things that I think like we get so stuck on, right? Like I'm sure for you, like, oh, if you don't get this part that you're like auditioning for, like my life is going to crumble, but. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> I, I also contestorize, but of course it's like you miss out on the audition. You're like, oh, I guess I, you know, I'll never work again. That's yeah. It's like I get a lot of actors have this. It's like when you're working, you're like, I am awesome. And then right as a job ends and you don't <laughs> totally. have one, you're like, oh, well, I guess that was it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think for me, like, it's a lot of taking the things you taught me, you know, it's breathing practice, it's journaling for me, it's very helpful at times. I don't do it all the time. But like, I go through phases of like, writing things down is very helpful for me. Um, You know, and so I kind of do different things. For me, it's like all about personal development as a whole. So whether that's journaling or meditation, or it's just going out for walks, or, you know, 
sleeping more, whatever it is. And it changes from period to period. Like I always have like my personal development as something that's really forefront for me. Mm. Um, and I make time for that. Like it doesn't have to be hours of the day, right? I'll journal for 10, 15 minutes, but I will kind of keep those boundaries there for myself and not let, you know, not let my, an early morning meeting or like a dinner, you know, kind of throw me off track. So I really try to keep a little bit of time of the day to myself. And I also try not to work every day. Like that's the other thing that I do to protect my space. Like Friday night, no work, you know, Saturday morning, like no work. And like, okay, it's not like that much time, but at least I know that like that time is protected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really try not to like think about or do any work during like those protected times. That's a beautiful word to say that that time is protected because uh, I feel like a lot of us when you're trying, it's like an email comes in, you want to get on, you know, like it's mm-hmm. hard. It's so contactable to be like, oh, I'll just do this. And then you're right. It's then you're constantly in um, on sort of mode. So that's mm-hmm. really, I like that. Make my time protected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no distraction. So you actually kind of surface a little bit, right? You can probably yeah. approach things in a much healthier way. Um, yeah. I realize I'm sort of nearing the end of my time with you, but I did just oh want to ask, ask a couple of things um, about your brain. Something I ask all of my guests is what their brain looks like. Now you can interpret that however you want. My acting teacher, his is like a a house and some of the doors are locked <laughs> shut and some of them are beautiful rooms and some of them are terrifying. Um, some people think it's a scene and for some people it's a very like dynamic, logical to-do list. So I'm curious what yours looks like. I would say mine's like a, maybe like a flower garden. Beautiful. <laughs> you know? Great. Yeah. Like maybe some things are still in the ground and are seeds that I've planted and haven't grown yet. Maybe some are just sprouting up and maybe some are like blooming and beautiful. And those are the things that make me happy right now. But I'm waiting for some others to come out of the ground. You know, I feel like I'm always like planting seeds. Right. Um, but appreciating the things that I have as well. I think like, you know, again, like I think there's so much seasonality in our lives and in our minds and what we're focusing on. So you know, not every season has like a lush, beautiful garden. For me, like some seasons are a lot of like seeds under the ground and on on the surface, like everything's kind of like barren, you know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. in those times, I'm like, I feel like, oh my God, like there's no flowers. Like I have no flowers. I have no flowers. Everything is dark and barren and sad. (laughs) But like, I kind of know like, oh, I, I planted all these seeds. And eventually they're going to come up and I'll be really happy that I planted them, you know? And so for me, like, that's a beautiful question. And I love that actually. And, and I love uh, your answer. Best analogy. It, it gave me goosebumps. I love that. I'm like, you're right. You could look and you could be like, well, shit, everything's dead. Yeah, everything's dead. <laughs> but that's how you're I feel right. sometimes. Yeah. But like nature, you're right. I love that seasonality. That's it. Oh, that makes me all delicious. Now, <laughs> I have ordered some things of yours. They are on their way. Uh, But you also, and I'm hoping that you're privy to this. If not, I can read it out. You did have a sort of deal for any of our listeners if they wanted to do it. So I'll let you do the honors on that. Oh, I actually don't have it. 
Oh, you don't? Let me get it then. Don't worry, I'll do it live. We'll totally do it live. Uh, Let's see. So there is, yeah, so anyone, if they wanted to order anything, uh, and I'll put it in the description as well, but you use the discount code PRETTY20 for 20% off. I hope that you're privy to that. (laughs) Yes, 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 I am. (laughs) I just just didn't know that that code. (laughs) PRETTY20. Pretty, Pretty 20, 20 at alalastyle.com for 20% off any full price items so you can try it out. That's so beautiful. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I feel really, um, really inspired by the way that your brain looks and your approach on things. I think it's really refreshing, uh, especially in this weird season where everyone's like, oh, economy, oh, oh, yeah. oh, money, stress. So it's nice to have sort of that injection of hope. And yeah. yeah, look at this. And let's a- not get it wrong. Like I have stress too. Like I'm stressed as well, you know, and like there's a lot coming in, but like, I feel like we can control a little bit of like how we respond to it. Yeah, I think that's what I, yeah. Like of course there's plenty of shit we can read, but it's nice to have a positive converse- conversation around dreaming and being bold and, and yeah, finding solutions, not problems. And I think yeah. that's a really cool, engaged conversation to have. So thank you, Denise. I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you for staying up for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get to chat again soon. Yeah, Kim, it was great talking to you. Thank you so much. You asked some really amazing questions and I hope this helps some of your listeners. 